Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist and of course that crunch 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 that's munch 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 you hear in the background is of course the fantastic Miss Frida eating her food and yum 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 sounds and also the Honorable Tesla is asleep in his bed ears to its fullest extent, by listening, of course, of his father, and also listening for the illustrious Butt Meister. How's it going, buddy? Welcome back to Cinema Gems, everyone. We are another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds, uh, very opinionated nerds, talk about the shit we love, and we're finally doing it. We're finally doing Mandalorian Season 3. Let's fucking go, Admiral. Yeah, and also... I'm good. Thanks for asking. I know I know. not a lot of people probably do the B-reel, but I'm doing my B-reel right now. Mm-hmm. B-reel? Yeah. B-roll? No. I d- B-reel. It's, uh... So you want me to explain the B-reel on the episode? So, okay, so the B-reel. The B-reel is basically you take a picture and a selfie at the same exact time and it posts in Uh, your social network of friends. But I only have like eight friends on here and you can only see it for 24 hours. After that, it goes away. That's it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I know what it is now. I'm not doing that. You are? (laughs) I am not doing that. No, thank you. I'm good. (laughs) I mean, I just do it just just to keep in touch with some friends across the country. And across, I have a few friends in the Netherlands that I keep in touch with through that as well. But that is besides the point. I am so sorry to interrupt you. But yes, Mandalorian Season 3, The Sizzle. Not, well, no, it's not a sizzle. It's more of a whimper than a sizzle, I guess. I don't know. Let's discuss it. Let's discuss it. I can tell we're going to disagree on this season. And I'm okay with that because it's, okay. Chapter 17, The Apostate. Right. So the armor and a bunch of Mandalorians are inducting a child, uh, uh, Paz Vizsla's son, uh, who is, by the way, if you remember your Clone Wars, Pre Vizsla's uh, grandson. Big, big tanky Vizsla is Pre Vizsla's son, the dude who fought Darth Maul and got fucking humiliated. And also, he in the first season, he was played by Jon Favreau. He's not anymore. But he is played by John Favreau in oh, the first. I season. wish he was yeah. still played by John Favreau. He's at least voiced by John Favreau. No, right? not anymore. Not anymore. Okay, okay. It's it's interesting because John Favreau wrote the episode. Yeah. So I figured he would have cast himself as well. Um. So so basically, uh, the armor confirms that Mandalore still has its minds, still exists. Yep. Basically, just like look, Dinjarin, you wanna you wanna become back into the Mandalorian fold like us, then you have to go bathe in the mines. So basically, he's on a quest uh, to uh, go and deal with uh, get get some droids so he can go to the mines. Right. Right. Uh, he goes to Grief Karga, who is still the Grand Magistrate of the same planet that all the shit went down on. Uh, in season one, Navarro. Uh, you mean Carl Weathers? Asking a bunch of favors. Yeah, no, Carl Weathers, who's fucking awesome in every episode of this. And he directs. He, I think he directs Borderline a few. Borderline carries the show. Or was it? He also revives IG Eleven, uh, but reset to factory settings. Um, yeah, with the so without the violent yeah, program. and the Babu Freak 
the Babu um, Freak uh, species helps. Oh, I, I love them so much. Oh, by the way. They're so goddamn So fugly. you know the, the part? Bunch of Teslas. Wow, Tesla. He just called you fugly. Wow. I meant that in the best possible way. He just, he lit, I'm not joking. He went, he went, Tesla, I'm sorry, buddy. But uh, uh, I also, you know that part where they had the, um, that looked like stop motion animation? I'm pretty sure that was stop motion animation. I'm pretty sure that was a reference to the original Terminator movie. Oh, had to be. When the Terminator comes alive like that in the stop motion animation. Yeah, it had to be. There, there's so many fun moments uh, like that, uh, Din Djarin leaves Navarro and, uh, the pirate crew led by the pirates that earlier in the episode didn't like kick their ass and told them, fuck off. This isn't your bar anymore. Um, run yeah. back to their big pirate ship. And of course, Din just zooms away in the end one. Wait, I'm so happy. We still have that star. Wait, all I gotta say is that I saw, I saw, I saw some memes and I'm going to tell you right now. So you know how they have pizza, the hut from yes from space balls somebody went yeah this is salad this is caesar salad the i was gonna say this is just salad the hut this is no caesar it's just yeah. salad the hut um we don't know who this species is we've never seen this species before ever he's, he's pretty gnarly yeah. uh i kind of like how like okay here's where we get into one of the things that the fandom is a little bit disappointed in but i kind of like the quirkiness of it um this particular pirate uh, um, and Shard. His puppet, uh, the, you know, the lips don't necessarily sync up to the audio completely. I kind of like that as an homage to the old puppets of the older movies, like all the Jim Henson Studio puppets of the original trilogy, especially Return, uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't understand why like people were upset about it. Same. I, I I think it's really fun. I think he's still an intimidating villain, but also, lol. Like Din, he, he's literally a fly on Din's back. Like fuck off, you're annoying. Do we want to talk about him going see Bo-Katan and her sitting in her throne, all like sexy like? That's my favorite meme from this whole show. <laughs> my absolute favorite meme to come out of this whole show is. Uh, Hearing Din's N1 come to the atmosphere. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Throwing her clothes on. Yeah, <laughs> she's got to run. Throne, yeah. <laughs> jumping on the throne, acting all casual. <laughs> uh, and basically she's like, look, you got to go there alone. Sorry. Um, I'm not going to help you. I don't have the Darksaber. I don't need to help you. Yeah, so. she's she's all depressed because all of like her squad of Mandalorians... Uh, basically fucked off and said, yeah, no, we don't need you. You're not, like, the real leader anyway, so bye. Uh, yeah. And they fucked off. And so she's chilling by herself, wasting time, getting drunk, I bet. And then we go to the Mines of Mandalore, Chapter 18. Chapter 18. And we open up uh, on Butt Maestro's favorite character on Tatooine. I hate to say it. She's kind of warming up on me. Are you serious? She's warming up on with, you? With this, with this episode in particular... I wasn't that annoyed by her. Uh, okay, I've got. It was just this episode, so I I think so because I think like once she worked on the N one with him, I was like, okay, cool, I get it now. I get all the annoying character traits. I get like I get what she's going for. Okay, cool. But she gives him R five D four withdrawing. 
I'm not necessarily withdrawing my complaints from the previous seasons, but she, I, I didn't see that problem this time around. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't think she overstayed her welcome in this like she did in uh, Boba Fett and in season two of Mando. Or do you want to talk about how uh, she gave... She just gives Din Djarin, Oh, hey, here's our 5D4. Here you go. The one with the bad motivator. Oh, wow. Is he really? Yeah. It's the same one, man. <laughs> the same one. Hell, hell of a pull. And also... Hell of a fucking pull. And also, by the way, um, I know it's not canon anymore, but in Legends, R5D4 was Force-sensitive... And he literally committed suicide before the Jawas gave him away because he knew R2-D2 had the uh, inside his rusty innards, uh, Princess Leia. So yeah, so apparently in Legends, R5-D4 is Force-sensitive. What the fuck? That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. I love it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. She doesn't give it to him. He She sells... R5 to him. I thought she gave him to him for free, but whatever. He's he's pretty loaded. He can afford it. He's fine. So he takes R5. Uh, he goes into... Or he goes to Mandalore. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, sends R5 in, and R5 doesn't come back. Um, he goes in there. He He's attacked by several Alamites, who are kind of like the native troll species living in the yeah. caves. He goes in. He goes further in. And big fucking cyborg creature jump scare. Oh, you mean General <laughs> Grievous? I'm pretty sure that was just General Grievous. That's who I thought it was. I am willing to accept that <laughs> canon. I real, I yeah, because it's literally just an eye in a jar at this yeah. point. He's he's gone full machine. But he loses the dark saber, um, um and yep. then and gets sedated and captured in a nightmare yeah. scene. And Grogu goes to Bo-Katan and he's like, meh, meh. so uh, they go back to um, to Mandalore, um, and she helps. She she helps Dinjar and escape, and then they go. Bo- I love how this man does not take off his armor to go to go swim in the mines of Mandalore, and just drops. Like a fucking rock. Just, just drops yeah. like a fucking rock. Um, and then, of course, Bo-Katan's got to go save his ass again. Um, she dives and in. And then, when she's coming up, she sees the famed Mythosaur. The Mythosaur. Yeah, they're still alive. They're still yep. around. Uh, uh, and then... And then we get to go to The Convert, the episode that everybody hates, I guess. Okay, but I actually really oh, like this I episode. don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just saying other people hate it. Other people hate it. I, I, th- I think the people who shit on this episode are allergic to good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this episode is a great, quick departure from the story that we're seeing to give us additional context into what's going on in the world around it. The writers of this show are taking every possible opportunity to not just flesh out the characters we see on screen, like we've been doing with keeping up with the Skywalkers since the 1970s, uh, but are also actively building the world around them. And that's what this episode is for is how is the new Republic 
any different from the empire that came before it? Is it really functionally any different than the empire that it overthrew and is now working with the rusty old parts of? No, I'm fine with it. But did you hear George Lucas's problem with this episode? What's um, that? He thinks that his to quote his words exactly because I was like I was like what the fuck does George Lucas is like George Lucas has something to say about the last season of the Mandalorian? I was like the fuck you want to talk about George? What the fuck? Um, apparently, he said that Doctor Pershing, living in the future, the the you know not the future, but in the world of Star Wars, would not need glasses. That's his only gripe. Is he doesn't need glasses, George? That's his only problem. That's his only. Pro- I. Okay. Okay. And and to be fair, I can't think of a reason why they would either. Unless the glasses are a type that's of what, HUD, like the inside of so many helmets. That's what I thought of. I thought of it's a HUD. It's also... Like Google, like a Google Glass kind of thing? It could just be there for fashion. He could he could put it to, like, uh, make sunglasses when he needs to. Like, there's multiple things it could be. Like, come on, George. Did you ask Jean Favreau and Dave Filoni what they... Put... 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 10 to 15 good writers, good sci-fi writers in a room and ask them why Dr. Pershing has to wear glasses in a Star Wars world, you'll get 15 different answers. Yep. I think, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's a HUD. I like the headcanon, I, I personally like the headcanon of he's from a planet with very, very, very dim light, so he has to wear glasses to shade his eyes in the light of any other planet that is closer to a star than his was. Or... Or it's a heads-up display. Like it's it's it's. A- I also like the he- the HUD. Yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, if that's your only complaint about this episode, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. George is George. like George is like he shouldn't wear glasses. He shouldn't. And I'm like I I I know I said his name in a mocking tone, but in all honesty, thank you, George Lucas, for giving us this wonderful world that we keep going back to. Which, by the way, I love that last week we did the Hidden Fortress, and this week we're like Star Wars. Yeah. Did you? I, I know you didn't necessarily plan it that way, but did you kind of plan it that no, way? No, I don't think so. Also, technically, <laughs> technically on paper, this is our 400th episode. On paper, this is our 400th oh, episode. Oh, fuck. But. Oh, fuck. But if you count the the numbers on lowrainpictures.com, the numbers have been getting messed up. So technically, I think this is three nine. This would be three ninety six. So yeah. So well, but yeah, technically this is our four hundredth episode. Um. Okay. Shit. <laughs> um. Not gonna lie, I'm happy we're doing Mandalorian. Yeah. No, I'm fine with it too. So basically, uh, Doctor Pershing is nervous because he used to work for uh, for Moff Gideon, and he's like, "You're pardoned." Blah, and he's all like, "Uh." Okay, he's worried that he's gonna like somebody's gonna come after him. He would just wants to re- continue the research that he has, so he finds a friend. Or specifically, he wants to use that research to benefit the New Republic because he he didn't love what the Empire was doing with his research. He wanted his science to be helpful. He never wanted his science to be used by the Empire the way they used it. So like when he became one of the, with the New Republic, he saw an opportunity. But like you said, he was very worried. Yeah. And we get our favorite uh, pilot uh, 
Star Destroyer pilot. Who is also a reforming question Imperial. Oh, uh, Kane? That bitch? Fuck that yeah. bitch, man. Fuck that bitch. She's, the, she's a former communications officer. Excuse me. Okay. Sorry. I'm so She's sorry. not a fucking pilot. She's a communications officer. I'm so sorry. Sorry. I had to pull out the tedious talk. I had to pull out the tedious talk. I know. Talk about. But ba- I know. That's fair. It was appropriate. But basically, I'm sorry. Um, actually. Should I um, actually? There you go. Um, there you go. But she's, in, she's still in talks with Moff Gideon. And Moff Gideon's like, look. Um, we need to wipe this guy's memory. Like, he can't go around yeah. spouting some shit. Just fucking wipe him. He can't do this. He can't do... So, basically, she... This, is, to me, is a full Twilight Zone episode. Like, that's what I thought of. Yeah. Like, it's a full-on... Oh, I agree. It had big Twilight Zone vibes. Full-on Twilight Zone episode. So, because... I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. As soon Could, as... Couldn't agree as more. As soon Adam. as she goes, oh, yeah, he did it. Let's let's wipe his mind. Can I be in the room? It's like, oh my god, she's gonna fucking like, she's gonna kill him. So and, she's gonna kill. And him. she basically. And she pretty much does. She pretty much does. She just wipes his memory till he can't remember the damn thing. As far as we know. I don't. I don't know if he just wiped his memory. I think she did a lot more than wiped his memory. He turned. She turned that machine all the way up. I think she full on the bottom. Wait. Wait. To eleven. She turned it up to eleven, mate. Yes, yes, or whatever the uh, Arabesh numeral for eleven. Is. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you thought that was funny. Um, and then, <laughs> and then we end up back on the minds of uh of uh, of Mandalore. And Bo-Katan's like, uh, hey, I saw the Mythosaur. What? Yeah. Yeah, they literally show up with a sample of the living waters to prove his redemption, and she's like. Okay, you're forgiven. And also, Bo-Katan, you're forgiven, too. Yeah, you took a dip, right? You can't take your helmet off. And she's just like, what the fuck? And she doesn't take her helmet off for the entire the entire time. Um, and then we get to chapter... Oh, I just realized. This is episode four, but chapter 20 of the series. So, ah. 420. The Foundling. Kids, stay in school. Don't do drugs. Oh, but Carl Weathers directs this episode, man. Carl fucking Weathers. Yeah, yeah, he totally did, and I. It was a great damn episode, yeah. uh, because we get the. It's, I said we get Mandalorians fucking being Mandalorians in the wilds. Yep. Like we get to see the new Mandalorians who are trying to reclaim and reform their culture and their people, living like the Mandalorians of old. Yep. Like just fighting big beasts and training. I, I'm sorry. What is there to complain about? In this episode, it's fucking great. Um, uh, uh, was but Paz Vizsla's son gets taken away by a giant dinosaur. Yep. Um, which probably happens every every week. I imagine it's pretty common. Yeah. Especially the way they reacted to it. Yeah, they're just like, oh shit! It's like, wow, this is not the first time this happened. Yeah. Paz Vizsla, Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, and a couple of other people go off and go try and find Paz Vizsla's son, but. We get backstory on little baby Grogu. Yeah, you're right. This is the episode yeah. where we get. Uh, do Do you know his name? Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best, aka Jar Jar Binks, aka the Jedi Master host 
of Legends of the Hidden Jedi Temple. Yeah, also, uh, his real, his Jedi Master, Kareen Beck, B-E-Q, is the, is his name. I love this character. I love that they brought Ahmad Best back to play him. He was a total fucking badass in this episode, and I hope we see more of him in the future. We better see more of him. Like, they haven't, they haven't I, got I to the ass, end of where they took Grogu. I want a whole ass episode of this. I, I want a whole ass episode of this dude trying to just keep Grogu safe until he can't. Okay, question, question, question. What if... What you got? They go... Because they're obviously on Naboo. They obviously are going to Naboo because it's a Naboo Star Cruiser. So possibly they're going to Naboo. What happens if Jar Jar shows up and he's like, Misa found you. Oh my god. And then Jar Jar's like, I'm going to teach you the ways of the Force. No, oh. I was about to ask, are you the subscriber to the Jar Jar as a Sith Lord meme? Um, I'm not I'm not saying no because I don't hate it. It explains a lot of things <laughs> of why. But I'm not I'm pretty much on I'm pretty much on the same page. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. Just let's just say that. I'm not saying no. I, I don't love it, but unfortunately, it makes a little more sense than what the movies have presented. So exactly, far. exactly. I want that. I want more of that. Like I said, I agree with you. I want. You know what? Fuck it. I want a whole fucking season of of that Let's of that go. character of a mod yeah. best. Yeah. Oh, I'm so down. I would love that. I would watch the shit out um, of that. And of uh, course, they save. Uh, they save Paz Vizsla's son. In a fucking awesome scene of jetpacks and rockets, and sh- it's just. It's Mandalorians being Mandalorians. What else did y'all want? Chapter 21. The Pirate. The Foundling. The Pirate. Oh, yeah, you're right. We just did The Foundling. Yeah. I just rewatched this episode the other day. In fact, the other day when I rewatched this for this episode, I started with Chapter 21 because I remember how fucking awesome the battle scenes were. Well, you go ahead and talk about it. I was not it. disappointed. You go ahead and talk about it. Gorian Shard invades Navarro. He just, like, he's pissed that Grieve Karka uh, kind of, like, turned on him, even though, like... They weren't held to any kind of contract. No. Uh, he reaches out to Captain Carson Tava of the New Republic, former Rebellion pilot. Um, and Captain Tava has to go through a... Bu- well, before he goes through the bureaucracy of Coruscant, we get one of the best cameos in this whole fucking season. I say one of because there's more to come in the next one. You mean fucking Zeb, mate. It's fucking Zeb. Ah. I loved it so much. I just love that it was Steve Anyone Bloom. Else? That's all I fucking cared about. That they got the absolutely. Like, why would you do that and not get Steve Bloom? Like, I don't give a shit about anything else. Like the fact that they got Steve fucking Bloom to come back and voice a character. It's just like you know what? I don't care. I have to imagine he probably did the motion capture as well. Maybe I don't know if he's that tall. I'll check and see. You go ahead. I mean, you know, with the magic of computers, they can make any and computers and stilts. They can mo- make. Let's be honest. Tall. Apple boxes. Apple boxes. I was about to say they probably use Apple boxes on set when it's motion capture. Oh jeez. <laughs> they just don't put the mocap on the mocap dots on the box. Uh, but yeah, we get him, and it's fucking great. Um, I got lost in the. Oh yeah, uh, Captain Tava. I'm um, so sorry, people. The Netflix opened up on the computer. I turned it away, so you might hear it randomly in the background, but I'm sorry. I'm so- the doom. 
We are not getting paid by no, Netflix. Was, I don't want Netflix's money. Fucking it, Netflix. It basically, it basically was like, your left hook's so strong. I was like, what the fuck? Where is this coming from right now? Where is this coming from? Oh, Admiral, please tell me you saw the fucking Netflix meme of Netflix opening up a, uh, a diner or a, a restaurant in L.A. And the response under it being, sir, did you enjoy your meal? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Great. It'll be discontinued from the mem- menu next time. Wow. No, I did not see that. I did not see that. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we get that amazing cameo. Uh, Captain Tava tries to navigate the uh, bureaucracy of Coruscant and the New Republic. And this is where we get even more of a, of a big picture, how much the bureaucracy of the New Republic is failing. Um which is kind of starting to make the events of episodes 7, 8, and 9, like Force Awakens and on, make a little more sense. Yep. Uh, still not a lot, but uh, it, getting there. Getting there. Like, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing what they do best with this series, and that is recontextualizing things about the Star Wars movies that, as presented, didn't make a whole lot of sense, but we're filling in the blanks. That's what these Coruscant scenes are for, and it's perfect. The bureaucracy fails. He goes by himself to the Mandalorian covert because, uh, do you remember who the uh, who his tracker was? Uh, yeah. It's it's little R five. Yeah. For, former rebel astromech. Yeah. I have, I have Stephen Bloom's height and I have Zeb's height. Are you ready? What you got? So Stephen Bloom's height is five eleven. Okay. Okay. And Zeb. You know, is a different species, and he was also sitting down, in he was sitting down in the scene, so it's fine. But he's fucking almost—he's six eight. That's how tall Zeb is. Holy shit! Yeah, so they might have to use stilts or a few apple boxes. Or he was sitting—he was sitting down. So I mean, I'd be fine if Steve Bloom did the motion capture. That'd be fucking cool. Right. Um. I, I keep losing where we're at. Oh, yeah. The Mandalorians at uh, fucking Captain Tava goes to the Mandalorians, calls in the favor, tells him, hey, you don't have to. I understand if you don't and your secret's safe with me and flies away. Din convinces the Mandalorians, hey, we got to go help this guy. And in it, what I thought was a weird, like, kind of fake out, Paz Vizsla stands up and starts to sound like he's about to shit on this whole idea. And then almost out of nowhere is like, this is the way. And I'm like, wait. Yep. <laughs> but I think it's because he saw that that Din Djarin basically helped him help his son, and so so he Pazvis is like, yeah. Well, if you it's, if it's you help me out, of, like honor bound. Okay. Yeah. You help me out. I'm gonna help you out. Wait, wait, wait. We getting some fucking land out of this shit? Let's fucking go. Because basically, apparently. They're, um, they're, they're owed land by, uh, by grief. Cargo. It, yeah, it was okay. I was, I was, I was, it's yeah. grief. Yeah. Yeah. By, by Carl Weathers. Yeah. Um, so they go and they fight all the pirates. Um, and we get to see, we get to see salacious crumb. We get to see salacious crumb species again. The spider monkeys. I love, it. I love them so much. Uh, the big, big awesome fight to take back the city where the mandalorians go in little squadrons like big republic commando vibes honestly what 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 about i knew you were gonna like that episode for that scene but what about what about 
when the armorer goes and kicks fucking ass. Oh, I get so hyped. I got so fucking hyped. It was great. Loved this episode. Absolutely loved this episode. Every bit of it. The And apparently <laughs> the, 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 armor... the dude in that one ship going, He's above you! <laughs> He's below you! <laughs> um And apparently the armor tells Bo Katan, Hey, um you're you're the people of two worlds. You can wear your masks you can wear your mask if you don't want to because you walk both ways. Um, and would you say she tells her you can mask if you want to? Yeah. You can leave your friends behind. Yeah. Which, by the way, to be completely honest, by the way, nice reference. But to be completely honest with you, I thought at this moment, Bo-Katan and Dinjarin were going to get married because he he is the he is the convert of the group without still wear the masks, right? And she yeah. is she is she is one of the party that doesn't wear her mask but is still of Mandalore. I I think they should should have got married at this point. They should have just went all right, cool. I I think I'm with you, uh, but I'm also open to like I I'm I'd be totally fine if they were just fully shipped and fully fell in love because yeah, they're kind of perfect for yeah. each other. Um, I'm also totally okay with if they just end up being platonic parent. Figures. I mean that's fine too, that's fine too. But I mean we're all, we're also talking a galaxy a uh, long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Back in olden times, you married people to like you did with kings and queens. You married family, like not family, but you married to to you know to to, to unite families exactly yeah. to be like look to to strengthen the family line by by uniting with other families exactly. And so then, yeah, Karga's like, look, hey, this land's over here. It's all the way to Bullock Canyon. Are you from, Are you? do you know why he said Bullock Canyon? No. Because Jeremy Bullock was the guy who played Boba Fett in the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then That's we, great. And then we get to chapter 22, Guns for Hire. Guns for Hire. The episode where people uh, are so like... I think this is the episode that most of the internet cringed at. And again, I'm going to tell y'all, I think you're wrong here. Look. Because I, I fucking loved this episode. My only problem with this episode... my I only have one problem with this episode. One problem. I feel that Lizzo should have gotten a little bit of acting classes beforehand. That's it. That's it. That's all I have to say. Other than that, this episode was fucking great. That's it. I think she did just fine for the amount of screen time that she had. Um, And I think Jack Black did a phenomenal job kind of probably guiding her, probably helping her out. Jack Black really carried the weight of, like... Question. I love this episode. Question. They're they're clearly just Star Wars fans whose dream is coming true to be in Star Wars. Question. Would you want a full series of of Jack Black's character because I would I would uh, yeah especially if we also get Lizzo's character yeah no I'm fine with 100%. that 100% I'm fine with that 100% 100% uh, I do kind of agree with you I think if they're going to give her more screen time if they, I think if they make this character and it'd be a bold move that I would love uh, but if they make this character more recurring in this series, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, get her get her some some acting coaching in not saying she's a bad actress, no. but that was a lot to put on someone who usually isn't like an she's actor. Not in an sci-fi actor. She's not an actor. She's not an actor. She's not. So she so she still did a great job and I loved it and I want to see more of her in this universe. She did the best she could. She's clearly such a huge Star Wars fan as is Jack Black. She did the best she could. She did way better than either of us would have done. She did way better oh, than either of us would have done. 100%. Um 100 fucking percent. Uh, I have no complaints about Lizzo. She's perfect. I I want more. Also, the thickness. Wink. Um but basically, this is the Scooby Doo episode. This is the Scooby Doo meets Next Generation episode. Bam. It really is. Uh, oh no! And I think that's why I love it. <laughs> Wait, what? I think that's why I love it. Probably. Oh no! They're separate destroyers. We 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 repurpose them. Oh, what is it? It's the oil. Oh, let's go over here. Oh, hey, Christopher Lloyd said that he's he he gave the oil. Oh, okay. Dooku was right. Christopher Lloyd. What the fuck's your problem, man? Why are you so fucking old, bro? Why are you why are you still here? Why are you acting? Christopher Lloyd was perfect in this, don't you? I'm dare. not saying he wasn't, but he was he it, but I didn't like his character in it. I didn't like his character in it. I didn't like him being like Count Dooku was right. It's like, dude, you know, if you meet Okay, but Count Dooku was You know, right. I'm not saying no, but I'm saying like he never even <laughs> met Count Dooku. He doesn't know who Count Dooku is. He d- he just read the Hollow well, Net. Y'all y'all go watch Tales of the Jedi. You'll know what I'm talking about. All right, I will. Hashtag Dooku was right. All right. Um. And so that's the episode. Uh, look, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this episode because everybody's like, ooh, ooh. and then they have a big old fight at the end. Bec- and I love how Din Djarin's like, I lost this, and its rightful owner is Bo-Katan. And I like that fucking wolf is like, all right, well, I'm going to fight you for it. And then uh, fucking Bo-Katan kicks his fucking ass. Makes oh, yeah. him eat fucking dirt. It's yep. great. And then we we get to the uh, episode, chapter 23, The Spies. Can I propose that we talk about chapter 23 and 24 kind of I'm together? Being the kind of two part two hold part on, finale. Hold on, hold on. The honorable test and the fantastic freedom. We're br- we're bringing up to you as a vote. They agree. They agree. They Ear agree. Flaps. Yes, they agree. They agree. Yes. Ear flaps. Everyone drink. Well, he Everyone barked earlier. Water. I have. You didn't caffeine. hear him earlier. I have caffeine in my water. Oh, I'm sorry, Tesla. I'm sorry. Frida's like, I'm gonna wink at you, Dad, and let let Uncle Butt Maestro know I'm winking at him. Frida wants pets. But yeah, so spies in return. Okay, so... I'm not saying that this is a weak season finale. Hard to But it could have been better. It could have. It could have. Alright, what, what parts would you have improved upon? Because I think opening up with the Shadow Council and mentions of Thrawn... Is a pretty strong way what to What about get Captain Pellion? Motherfucking, like, Captain Pellion. It's like, oh shit, motherfucking Captain Pellion over here. I'm not saying no to that. I'm yep. saying, I'm talking about Chapter 24, The Return. That, where I'm just like, hmm, okay, okay. That's how I felt. 
that's it. We'll get we'll get to it when we get to it. But go ahead and talk about the Shadow Council. Go ahead with Captain Pellion. Well, so yeah, we get the Shadow Council, we get Captain Pellion, and we get them talking about uh, the cloning and Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Out of reaches. Grand Admiral right. Thrawn. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we get uh, Bogotan uniting the Mandalorian clans. We get Grief Karka presenting Din Djarin with IG-12, which is a rebuilt version of IG-11, and it, Grogu is now yep. a baby bot. Gro- Grogu yes. has a has a yes. has a kaiju. Yes. No. 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 I'm sorry. No. A Jaeger. Yes. No. Yes. Wrong yes. Thing. No. Yes. No. Yes. 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 I thought that was hilarious. I I love it. God, um, I loved it so much. It was so, so me and Patron so joked uh, that if the Honorable Tesla had it, he would just go around to get pets from from ladies, but. If the Fantastic Miss Frida had it, she would just go to the dumpster to get the trash and come back in the house. That's that's what the Fantastic <laughs> Frida would use. <laughs> Amazing. I I love it. I agree completely. I think they'd be per- they would be perfect in their own little Gundams. Um, so, oh, by the way, nice deep cut. By the way, of Gundam, that was a good one. So Thank basically, you. it's like. Yeah, Bo-Katan's like, look, 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 Gideon, you, you, you can't do this to me. Like, I, like, I fought for these people, and Gideon's like, well, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit about you people. I am here to help the Empire come back to its full strength. I don't fucking care. Yep. Yep, he's, he's gone off the deep end, he, for sure. Like... God, he's literally insane. He is literally insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is no longer Gus Frank. No. Right? Like, he kind of started with that energy, but after, uh, uh, after fucking Din beat the shit out of him, he's just gone fully insane. He basically probably did a line of cocaine, took a five-hour energy. Oh, my God. Took a four loco and was like, all right, I'm ready to go on set. Like, what the fuck? That's how fucking high it... He's probably crazy from from uh, all the cloning shit fucking probably. with him for so long. Because as we see in the in the finale episode, he's getting... He, he's got yep. clones uh, of himself about, that he's tried to infuse with the What about the Paz Vizsla? Uh, basically, um, buying time for the people behind and basically like sacrificing himself so everyone else can go. That was very honorable of him. Very honorable. Uh, what what about fucking uh what's what's his goddamn name? What's the uh Wolf? Shit. Wolf? Yeah. That fucking fucking wolf. Oh my god, what a name. Fucking wolf man. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for it in the uh in the Wikipedia. About Wolf? God damn it. Yeah. What's his first name again? Axel. Why can't I find it? Why am I blanking on it? Axe Wolves. I think it's literally Axe Wolves. Jesus Christ, what a name. It's <laughs> a fucking badass man. name. That's what that is. Uh, he takes the ship. Uh, like The Mandalorians do this whole switcheroo thing because they know that all the TIE Fighters and Bombers from the planet, from this hidden base that uh, Gideon has had hidden for a very long time, uh, is going up to ambush the fleet in space. 
Axe Wolves flies up via jetpack and goes, Yo, everyone, get to the fucking surface. I'm going to take this thing. We're going to pull a switcheroo on the Empire. And it's so... it Ah! Oh. Like, it's Mandalorians being Mandalorians. It's them all coming together and fighting Imperial jetpackers. That has Beskar like, armor? Yeah, like, this is this finale is fucking awesome. It's everything that makes sense to have in a finale of a show about Mandalorians. It's Mandalorians doing their um, thing. And so then we reveal that the clones of Moff Gideon is Force-sensitive. Um, so the Mandalorian takes out each person one by one um and attacks them and because they have little sections like they oh through through the gates yeah. through the gates i love the fucking the the reference to uh yeah no that was, was just about to say it's like phantom menace and the fucking laser fun. gates um uh and then basically grogu's being attacked by the praetorian guards um uh, which i guess are proto praetorian guards for snoke like that's what i kind of felt like they were proto. They're they're kind of Praetorian. Guards. No, literally, some they, they are the called Praetorian guards. That's what they. I've seen some some people on the internet theorize that these are the functioning versions of Gideon's clones. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I kind of yeah. like the theory. Um, or maybe it's the clones without the force sensitivity built in. It's just like the phase one Possibly. of his clones. Praetorian guards are attacking Grogu. Din Djarin walks in, kicks their fucking ass. Um, and... Bogatan comes down, starts fighting yeah. with Gideon. The ship comes through the fucking yeah. ceiling. And Grogu yeah. bubble shields Which, them. okay. In an okay. amazing so, shot. Can I talk about this? Okay. So... Axe Wolf, or whatever his name is. I personally feel that he served his purpose and should have died when he drove the ship into the crevasse. That's part. That's that's what pisses me off the most is that no one really died. Yeah, remember. he blew Did out he the away? fucking window. Oh, so okay, he, cool. I don't know. I'm I'm ready for him to come. I, you didn't think it was enough that Paz Vizsla fucking gave his life for the rest of the Mandalorians? I think that was enough loss what, for one okay, episode. What, that's fine. That's see. That's that's where I. It's it's just the difference. Look, I'm not saying this is a bad season. I'm just like, eh, it's okay. There were a few calls you would have made differently. Exactly, but I'm not the head of Lucasfilm, so it's fine. Um, and so then. After everything's gone, after everything's been done, uh, Din Djarin goes uh, and moves on a cabin on the outskirts on Navarro while IG-11, who is still voiced by... Taika uh, Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's now the new marshal. And, I'll, oh my god, the Looney Tunes style ending when they're like, that's all, folks, and they zoom out. I'm sorry. amazing. I hated it. I hated it. I'm oh sorry. fuck you! I hated it. I hated it. Admiral, I love you, but you're wrong. It was perfect. Okay, so here on Cinema Jones, we have a missing, rating. The only we thing that was missing was the. Okay, so who would you have be Porky Pig? Would it be Jar Jar or would it be Salacious Crumb? Who would it be? N- no, well, okay, Salacious Crumb's not bad. Or I would have gotten one of the uh, pig face guards, like Jabba's <laughs> Palace guards. 
Oh my god, that would have been hilarious. Or Jabba himself, just like. Oh my god. <laughs> go go ahead with the weight rating system, right. man. So we have a rating system here in Cinema Jones. Full Jim, an amazing movie. Half Jim, an alright movie. No Jim, a horror movie. By the way, I also apologize to how long this episode is, but it is Star Wars. I don't. People. It is Star. I don't. Y'all see Star Wars in our title, you know we're going to be talking for a while. So, but Maestro, what do you give Mandalorian Season 3? Whole gem. Okay. Absolutely a whole gem of a season. I will admit, it is not quite as shiny and perfectly polished as the previous seasons. But, I think having an episode where we shift focus from Din to what's happening on the other side of the galaxy... And having kind of the protagonist spotlight be shown on Bo is totally fair for all of the time that Din took up in Boba Fett's show. Yep. I think that's a perfect trade-off. Um, I think they're using their time wisely. I think they're world-building incredibly efficiently. And I can't fucking wait for more. Katie Sackhoff, mwah. Are you the two percent? Are you the two percent? What, what about two two percent? Have you not seen Katie Sackoff on a podcast when she's like, full? Uh, she's like sixty percent want to hate me, forty percent like thirty eight percent want to want want to kill me, and two percent want me to sit on their face. Are you a part of the two percent? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> ha- have been proudly since Galactica. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Absolutely. Oh god. Um, okay, so we're tweeting this at Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> what? She's not gonna listen. I have a partner. I have a fiance. I have a fiance. She's she's not gonna listen to it. She's not gonna Katie listen Sackhoff, to it. We love you. I'm pretty we sure she would have turned off you. like way long ago and now I got to this part. Okay. So so I agree about uh, the shift of focus from Bo-Katan, you know, to have it and all, and it be with the Book of Boba Fett. But, but, I just really didn't like the season finale. I just, that's personal. Okay. That's personally. So, it's almost, it's a, it's a, it's barely a full gym. It's scuffed as fuck, but it's still good. But I don't love it as much as I did season one and season two. And I can understand that completely. That's it. Um, that's that's the only that's the only problem I have with it. It's literally the season finale. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? I I want to reiterate something we've said before on Star Wars oriented episodes. But Star Wars is a restaurant. It's a really big restaurant. They have a lot of options, and you don't have to love them all. It's okay if. Your favorite things to go back to are the same things on the menu pretty much every time you go back to it. But the restaurant's always there. And as long as you're respectful to the staff, it'll keep coming back. And also, Star Wars is meant for children. So, you know. It ultimately yeah. is. It ultimately is. Even though it's it's got... When I say things that aren't inappropriate for children, I don't mean nudity, NSFW stuff. I mean... Uh, Dooku was right. <laughs> that that's, and I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> that's safe for work. Dooku was right. Dooku was right. 
Okay, guys. So, here on Cinema Gems, we just want to go ahead and let you know that we are available to download on lowrainpictures.com. But before you go to the Cinema Gems tab on lowrainpictures.com, go to the Your 30 tab and give Marty and the Eric Nzerber love because they allow us to be on their website. Um, go check out them and then come, you know, begrudgingly come back to us because you feel like you have to. Right. Um, but also, Kevin George. Thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. And also, thank you for the insight, the constructive criticism, everything you have for us. And also, guys, please just remember that you are not going through anything alone. If you allow your friends to be on it, that is your choice. But if you want to keep it very small and very secure and not have a lot of people, it is fine. It is all up to your choice. It is your choice. Just make sure that you open up to people and let them know what you're going through if you're having a hard time. To let them know so they don't think that you're upset with them or or vice versa. Just make sure that you think about people before you speak. Breathe three times and then adjust, adjust your personality to the surroundings to make it fit. Thank you, Admiral. Oh, nice. good. I had no idea where I was going with that one, but sure. Perfect. No, it was it, it was a it was an interesting train of thought to follow, but I think I think I I got you. lost somewhere. I thought Figment uh, came and got me. Thank you, as always, to our amazing Cinemaniacs and amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love y'all so much. Thank you for the constant feedback and encouragement and love, and sometimes justifiable hate and disagreeing with what we say. And hey, if you have some disagreements with what we said, you can tell us all about it at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Send us what you want us to watch. Send, uh, tell us the things you want us to stay the fuck away from. And we'll do it anyway just to piss you off. Yep. All right, guys. All we have to say is thank you for listening. And also, guys, it is... We are recording on Juneteenth. So, it, with... You read my mind, Admiral. You read my mind. Let's with anything, go. we're recording on Juneteenth. Because, you know, black lives always matter. Okay? Always. They always matter. Um, and, guys, just make sure... That you're taking some time for yourself, like the butt maestro said, and I said. But guys, remember to just love and care for everybody. Wipe your hooves and see you later. And I'll say it a second time because it is Juneteenth. Black lives always matter. Always. Love y'all. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. May the force be with you all. Ditto.